0: My best advice for those who get lost in the woods is to simply not get lost in the woods, you know? Just don't do it. Anyways, easier said than done. Welcome back to the swamp, my friends, and welcome if you're new. Today we're going to be sharing some creepy and allegedly true lost in the woods horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, please be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or on reddit at r slash thedarkswamp. You can also find an email to submit stories to in the description. Now, without further ado, let's jump right into these creepy and allegedly true a Lost in the Woods horror stories that'll freak you out tonight. The Abandoned Cabin by Jonah G. I've always enjoyed hiking, but I never really expected to lose myself in the woods behind my local park. Now, at the time, it was getting kind of dark, and I started to panic. I tried retracing my steps, but everything looked the same. The trees towered above me, blocking out the moonlight, and the only sound was the rustling of leaves under my feet. Then, as I stumbled through the undergrowth, I saw something that made me stop in my tracks altogether. It was a small, dilapidated cabin. Its roof caved in, and its walls were covered in moss. I approached, albeit cautiously, my heart pounding in my chest. As I stepped inside, I was hit by a wave of musty air. The cabin was dark, and I could barely see my hand in front of my face. I fumbled in my backpack for a flashlight and turned it on, illuminating the dark room. It was empty, except for a few cobwebs and some old furniture covered in dust. But as I shone the light around the room, I noticed something on the floor. It was a small pile of bones, picked clean and bleached by the elements. My stomach turned, and I felt a bile rising in my throat. What had happened here, and did I find something that I shouldn't have seen? As I turned around to leave, something caught my eye outside the window. I stepped closer and peered out, my heart racing. It was a clearing, and in the center was a circle of stones covered in strange symbols. A small fire was in the process, and I could see shadows moving around it. I instantly felt my legs go weak and I stumbled backward, tripping over something on the floor. I looked down and saw it was a small journal, its pages yellowed and brittle, I picked it up, and as I started to read, the horror of what had happened here began to unfold. The journal belonged to a man who had lived in the cabin at some point or another. He had been a hermit, shunned by society and turned to dark magic to seek revenge on those who had wronged him. He had summoned a demon, which I guess had apparently possessed him, driving him to commit unspeakable acts of violence and depravity. As I read on, my hands were shaking. I realized that the shadows I had seen outside were not just shadows. They were the demonic creatures the hermit had summoned, and they were coming for me. I ran outside the cabin, my heart pounding, and stumbled through the woods. I could hear the creatures behind me, their growls and snarls echoing. I could hear the creatures behind me, their growls, their snarls, echoing through the trees. I saw the park lights in the distance and I ran toward them, praying for safety. I burst out of the woods, panting and covered in sweat and collapsed. I looked back, but there was nothing there. Nothing was chasing me. The creatures were gone now, and the woods were silent once more. But the memory of what I had seen would haunt me for the rest of my life. I knew I had stumbled onto something awful in those woods and narrowly escaped with my life. Even ten plus years later, I'm a full-grown man now, and I still have no explanation for how I felt that pure feeling of dread that came over me. If anybody in the comments has any idea what I could have seen, what I could have experienced, please let me know. What Is That Smell? By NatureBot420 I've always enjoyed hiking and exploring the outdoors, but today's adventure in the woods is a nightmare that I'll never forget. Now, I had been wandering for hours in the woods like I typically do on the weekends, but I guess I had somehow lost all sense of direction after a while, probably because I was so enthralled in the podcast I was listening to. Yet, every step takes me deeper into the forest. As I trudge on, my anxiety grows with each passing minute. The trees lower above me like dark sentinels, their branches twisted and gnarled, reaching out to grab me. The silence is oppressive, broken only by the occasional rustle of leaves or the snap of twig underfoot. Suddenly, a putrid smell assaults my nostrils. It's a sickly sweet odor mixed with something rotten and decaying. My mind begins to race as I try to pinpoint the source of the stench. I'm almost afraid to move, fearful of what I might find. But obviously, yeah, I can't stay still forever. I take a tentative step forward the leaves crunching loudly beneath my feet. The smell grows more potent, more intense. My stomach churns and bile rises in my throat. I feel like I'm about to hurl, but then I see it. A, a dead animal lies just ahead. Its its bloated body swarming with flies. The sight and smell are overpowering, and I must cover my mouth and nose to keep from gagging. I turn away, but there's no escape. The scent lingers, clinging to my clothes, the air, and even my skin. I stumble forward, desperate to distance myself from the rotting corpse, but the smell seems to follow me, like a malignant presence. I can't shake it off. Finally, panic sets in and I run blindly through the forest. The trees blur past me, the ground uneven beneath my feet. I can hear my heart pounding in my ears. Something just feels wrong. I'm not even sure why I'm freaking out. It's just a dead animal after all. But there was just this overwhelming feeling that came over me the moment I saw that body. I just felt like I shouldn't be seeing this. At this point, I am hopelessly lost with no idea how to find my way back. And still, the smell persists. It's everywhere, surrounding me, suffocating me. I feel like I'm drowning in it. As I run, I catch glimpses of other dead animals scattered throughout the woods. Now, that feeling I felt earlier is starting to make sense and clicking in my head all at once. Some of these animals are bloated and putrid like the first, while others are a little more than skeletons picked clean by scavengers. The smell grows stronger with each passing moment until all I can think about is that nauseating stench. I don't know how much longer I can keep going. My legs, they're feeling like lead, my lungs are burning with exertion. But... I know in my heart that I cannot stop, not when this smell is so overpowering, it's like a beacon leading me deeper and deeper into the woods to my own demise. And that's when I hear it, this low growling noise coming from somewhere just ahead of me. It's a sound that will forever send shivers down my spine, it makes the hair on the back of my neck stand on end, I know, deep down that it is not an animal. It's definitely not anything that I want to meet, but I can't turn back now. I'm trapped in this nightmare with no escape, so all I can do is keep running and hoping to find my way out of this nightmare. I keep on going, and I never actually see where this this creature is, this person or whatever could possibly be looking out here in this graveyard, I guess. But I just kept running, legs burning, feet hurting, lungs on fire. I honestly thought I was going to collapse and pass out at any moment, and just when I was about to give up and lay down and die, I break the bushes, and there I am, back into a clearing, a road just ahead of me, and there's civilization once more. I don't know how to explain what I went through. I don't even know what the heck was going on out there. I do plan on probably going back sometime soon to see if we can find these bodies, get some video evidence, and see if maybe anybody local has any idea as to what the heck is going on here. Our Ski Trip Turned Nightmare by Jerome Frogman I remember the excitement as I put on my ski gear and joined my friends for a day on the slopes. The weather was perfect, the fresh snowfall made the scenery even more beautiful, we hit the trails and spent the morning skiing and having a great time. But as the day wore on, we decided to venture off the beaten path and explore the more remote parts of the woods. We thought we knew the area pretty well, but we soon lost ourselves in the dense forest. The snow was falling heavily now, the visibility was rapidly decreasing. The panic didn't really begin to set in until we realized we were completely disoriented and honestly had no freaking idea where to go. We tried to retrace our steps, but the trees and the snow made it almost impossible to recognize any sort of landmark. Of course, as cliche, our freaking phones had no signal. The batteries were running low. We huddled together, trying to stay warm, but the cold was honestly biting and relentless. As the night began to fall, strange noises started to fill the forest around me. It sounded like something was moving around us, circling us, if you will. We could hear the sound of branches snapping and footsteps crunching the snow, but we could never actually see anything. We tried to reassure ourselves it was just wildlife, but the noises were getting louder and more menacing. Now I need to stop for a second and explain just how we were feeling mentally. Obviously physically, we were absolutely cold, we were shaking, and we were terrified. But mentally, I felt like we were pretty all there, you know, we weren't that far away from the ski resort, we were on the slopes just outside of them anyways, in in the forest, I mean, we couldn't have gotten too far, right? There's no way we could have gotten that lost. I began to start to feel a strong sense of dread as we realized that we were not alone. We huddled together, scared and unsure of what to do. Then, suddenly, we heard a blood-curdling scream that echoed through the woods. We froze, too terrified to move. We knew that something was out there, something that meant harm to us. We decided to try to find our way out of those woods regardless of how dark it was, but again the snow was deep and our strength waned. We stumbled through the dark, our legs aching and our hearts pounding. We were lost, alone, and at the mercy of the unknown. Adrenaline was the only thing keeping us moving at this point. As the night dragged on, we became more and more exhausted as it got colder and colder. Finally, when we were on the verge of collapse, we saw the lights of our rescue team in the distance. Relief flooded through us as we realized we were going to be rescued. We stumbled towards the lights, our legs weak and our bodies numb. Looking back on that night though, I've learned so much. I realized how close we came to tragedy. The forest can be dangerous, and it's important to respect its power. I'll never forget the terror of being lost in the woods, hunted by an unknown force, or at least maybe what I felt like was an unknown force, and it's a memory that still haunts me to this very day. Now, I know what a lot of people will think as they hear the end of the story. It was anticlimactic, and how did you even know anything was actually there? Maybe it was just another animal going by. And you know what? You're entirely right but the adrenaline we got from the fear of the unknown that night is probably what saved us in the first place. Yosemite Nearly Ended Me by Anana Possum I'd always dreamed of hiking in Yosemite National Park. The vast wilderness, stunning landscapes, and the chance to escape the hustle and bustle of city life were what drew me to the great outdoors in the first place. But what I experienced was far beyond what I could have ever imagined. Walking through the forest, I realized I had lost the trail. The trees were so thick and tall that they blocked out the sun, and the dense undergrowth made it nearly impossible to see more than a few feet in front of me. I tried to retrace my steps, but every tree looked the same, and I found myself wandering through the woods. As the sun began to set, panic set in. I was lost and alone and had no idea how to return to civilization. I tried to use my phone, but of course there was no freaking signal. I had no food or water left, and my legs were aching from all the walking. When I thought things couldn't get any freaking worse, I tripped over a rock hard, hitting my head. When I came to, it was dark and the forest was eerily silent. I tried to stand up, but my legs gave out beneath me. I was injured, lost, and completely alone. Fear completely consumed me. I was gripped by anxiety, and I began to hear strange noises in the distance. Now, I can't tell you for the life of me if this was because of my head injury, and it likely was, but I felt like something was out there, watching me, waiting for me. As the night wore on, my injuries began to worsen. I could feel my body shutting down and my mind was playing tricks on me. Every rustle of leaves, snap of a twig, seemed like it was something coming to get me, some sort of sinister monster just waiting to eat me. And then I saw it. Again, I can't tell you if it was real or not. It was a dark figure lurking just beyond the trees. It was humanoid but distorted, with long spindly limbs and glowing eyes. It it seemed to be watching me, waiting for me to make a move. I tried to crawl away, but again my body was far too weak. My head was pounding. Dried blood had made it hard for me to fully open my eyelids. This figure began approaching me. I knew that this would probably be my end if it was not a hallucination. I closed my eyes and waited for my end to come, but when I opened my eyes again, the figure was gone and the forest was bathed in an eerie light. The following day, I was found by a park ranger barely clinging to life. I had been missing for two days. My injuries were severe. I was rushed to the hospital where I spent several weeks recovering from my ordeal. This is something that is real life. Getting lost in the woods is very dangerous, my friends. So please, don't ever go off trail. Even if you see something cool that you want to photograph, even just for a second... Especially if you're alone. I learned my lesson the hard way, and I still to this day have some long lasting effects from that head injury. Sometimes I still see those images, and I know they're not real. At least I hope they're not. This happened to me when my pals and I went on a dropping trip. A dropping is when you are dropped at a place that you don't know and you have to find your way home while people in cars hunt for you, and when they spot you, you get a point. The person with the least points who gets to the designated place is the winner. My brother and six of my pals were fooling around acting stupid as we always did, causing my dad to say, don't you numbskulls have anything better to do? Like what, dad? And my dad started thinking, well, how about something outside? To which i just chuckled but before i could say anything terry just said what do you guys think about a dropping trip we all agreed to this and made our home the place where we had to end up after being dropped my parents dropped us all off my mom said okay let's see how long it takes you guys to travel 20 miles they drove off and we all went in different directions now at this point i understand 20 miles is a bit excessive I've always been terrible with directions, so going through the woods probably wasn't the best idea either. I walked around for what seemed like hours until I heard a crying dog. Me being an animal lover, I went to look for what was wrong. I saw a wolf stuck in a bear trap, and I slowly walked toward the trapped wolf. It growled at me, but I slowly started getting closer to help it with the wolf starting to calm down and allowing me to set it free. The wolf looked at me and then just jumped up and walked off to which I did the same. After what felt like an hour, I accepted that I was lost and I just told myself that if I just keep walking in a straight line I would eventually find my way to a road or something like that. I walked and walked for what felt like hours but was still stuck in the woods when I heard branches breaking from behind me. My heart was pounding very hard and I was getting more scared by the minute as the sun was starting to go down. In my mind, I was expecting a huge bear or something like that, but I heard a weird type of growl, more like a gurgling. I started running, which I know is not the smartest thing to do when facing a wild animal, but fear got the better of me in that moment. Not looking where I was running, I tripped and fell, hearing the footsteps gaining fast. It was then I heard barking and I went to look behind me and saw the wolf I had saved that was barking and standing in front of me. I then looked at the creature that was running after me, it was something that was extremely skinny with claws and was running away now. It ran in a weird way that I can't even describe. It was almost as it wasn't used to running and has never done it before. And then, this thing continued to do that gurgling growl. It was clearly coming from that creature. After the creature was out of sight, the wolf stopped barking, and when I stood up, it was standing right next to me. As I walked again, the wolf didn't leave my side and growled a few times more as I kept walking. Finally, I found a rope with a diner, and after a few minutes, I realized it was the diner my dad usually goes to with his friends, so I was relieved to see a familiar sight. I turned my gaze to the wolf, and it was gone. I already began to hear that gurgling growl again, though. I'm pretty sure that wolf protected me and saved my life because I helped it. I've heard many stories of wolves doing this with people, and I'm just absolutely blown away that I was able to experience this. When I was at the door of the diner, I looked back to where the wolf and the creature were supposed to be fighting or whatever, but I didn't see anything. I arrived home last and clearly lost the dropping, but my mom looked at me and said, what happened to you? And I told them everything. My cuts from the fall, the the, the wolf, everything. Occasionally, I still talk about this story. I don't think many people believe it, but it's something that I'll forever cherish, but it really freaked the hell out of me. Does anybody have any idea what that creature could have been? From research, it kind of sounds like a skimwalker or a wendigo or something along those lines, but I know that's incredibly cliche. I moved from Idaho to Alaska about two months ago, and already I have experienced something I never thought I would ever experience. After taking a week to recover from a five-day trek across Canada on the Alaska Highway... I decided I was going to get out and explore the wilderness of my new home state and try to catch a glimpse of the wildlife such as moose and bears. The house I am renting is on the outskirts of the nearest town, so I basically live right in the middle of the forest and have access to miles of dense woods. I still don't know what I had been thinking when I decided to go into the woods without anything but my phone, which at the time didn't get much service in Alaska, and some earbuds. I began running at a medium pace into the woods hopping over bushes and branches while jamming out to some shaky graves. I had probably gone through about five songs when my shoelace got hooked on a fallen tree and I was thrown to the ground face first. I immediately got back up, swore out of irritation, and began to put my earbuds back in when I realized I had no idea where I was. At some point I had lost my sense of direction and had only but a faint idea as to which direction I had came from. I started to run the way I thought I had came from when I began to panic and second-guess myself, when I realized I should have come out into my backyard ages ago. I didn't want to panic because I knew that it would make everything worse. Panicking never helps. I started to try and pinpoint the right direction. Of course, I eventually realized that I was hopelessly and utterly lost without the slightest indication of which way would bring me to some sort of civilization. After a few brief moments of cursing and groaning, I decided I would follow my gut and go in the direction I thought would possibly lead me home. I started running at full speed, hoping to break the tree line in a matter of minutes when something on the ground caught my eye. It was a backpack. I stopped instantly and looked around for a person or a campsite, but there was nothing I could see from the spot I was at, which was situated at the bottom of a small hill. The bag looked as if it had been abandoned for quite a few days at least, but was slightly damp from the rain earlier that morning. I kneeled and picked the bag up, resting it against my knees. It had a heavy weight to it when I moved it, so I knew there was something inside. Looking back now, I remember the dark feeling I got in my chest right before I unzipped the main part of the backpack. Inside, there were bags of what I immediately knew were some sort of assortment of illegal drugs and items used to administer them. I quickly stood up and took a step back. I had such a powerful feeling of dread that I felt like I was in imminent danger. I just wanted to get out of there and find my way home, so I started running again to the top of the hill. I was hit with a wave of excitement when I saw a house at the bottom that was buried in the trees. I had begun to start to make my way for it when something told me to stop inside my head. It crept into my mind that what I had just discovered was awfully close to this house. I wanted so badly to be out of the woods and find some form of civilization, but something told me that I just wasn't safe out here. I ran away from the house along the tree line hoping that I would possibly stumble upon another house. After about 10-15 to minutes I stumbled into a neighborhood of sorts and asked a man working in his yard for directions. He was kind enough to drive me home and assure me everybody gets lost in Alaska at some point. As soon as I got home I showered and chugged some water, then immediately called the police to report what I had seen. However, since I had no idea where I was, I couldn't tell them where to find the drugs or where the house was, so my report was basically useless. I, I just felt so guilty if I hadn't at least said something. I've driven all over the area down different roads trying to find that house, but I never have. It's probably for the best, though, because I don't want to get caught up in something I shouldn't be in. I'm glad I listened to my gut that day and kept running from that house, because people in possession of such many illegal drugs can be extremely dangerous and I'm just glad I didn't die out there when I got lost. My cousin still loves me telling her this story at 21 with a two-year-old kid. She always told me to share this with more people, so I guess this is the best way to have more people actually hear this story. It might be a fun campfire story to tell others yourself. Anyway, here it is. There is a legend about these woods that are called the Burberry Witch, a witch that can control some terrifying creatures but will only do so when provoked or angered and will grant you something you want but for a price. My stepfather was a terrible man, hitting my mother, scolding her, and even threatening to seriously hurt myself. It was one of those days when my stepdad began to threaten to beat me, so I went to my room, locked it, and threw my head into the pillow of the bed, avoiding hearing any of the screaming. The day after, my mom knocked on my door and said that he had apologized like he had done all those times before, but my mom, she looked different. Almost a dead sort of look in her eyes. She then said that we would go to the cabin at the lake that used to belong to my grandparents, which they left to us after they died, and I just started packing. I wasn't very excited about it at all. We arrived at the cabin and I unpacked in my room. Of course, my stepfather wanted something, and we were too slow to get it to him, so the scolding began. He would sit in a chair and just gulp the beer down like lemonade. He ordered my mom to get him stuff the whole time and was degrading her. I was so angry again, but I knew that I wasn't strong enough to take down anybody. Then, it was time for dinner, and we sat down at the kitchen table. It was still fairly sunny at that time, and it was then that he threw a plate of food at my mom and tried to pull my hair, but I got away. It was then that I could no longer take it. I headbutted him, which made him fall, and he yelled something obscene at me. I then burst out of the door, running into the woods, not looking back for a second, crying and just going God knows where. After a while, I fell onto my knees, just crying until I heard a noise. I looked up, and there was a mountain lion. Out of fear, I fell backward on my hands with the mountain lion hissing at me, and I knew I would die right then and there. Then, out of nowhere, the mountain lion was grabbed by a massive claw with razor-sharp nails, followed by what sounded like a bear shouting and terrified. I closed my eyes. The mountain lion was making a huge ruckus that suddenly stopped and immediately I felt fluids flow over me. It felt like a bucket of water being emptied over yourself. After two thuds, I slowly opened my eyes and there it stood, a creature that looked like a black bear but bigger, with glowing blue eyes, and I noticed the claws that grabbed the mountain lion belonged to it. It growled, and I was so scared it would attack me when I heard clapping. The creature then just went on all fours and ran back into the woods. I checked myself and saw I was covered in blood. It had to be the blood of the mountain lion, but before I could get up, I heard a voice saying, Oh, my sweetie, are you all right? A woman was now standing over me, extending her hand and smiling. I accepted her hand, and she pulled me up to say afterward, Sweetie, you seem to be covered in blood from that nasty mountain lion. The woman checked me and I checked her. Her hair was black with white parts in it and her eyes were a gorgeous baby blue. Well, why don't we go to my house so you can freshen up, okay, sweetie? She said with a huge smile. and since I felt no ill intent coming from the woman, I went with her. We arrived at a huge wooden house and after the woman showed me where to freshen myself up, clearing the blood from my clothes and body, I sighed. Oh, my goodness, what a huge sigh for such a young sweet thing like you and I sat in the chair that the woman had prepared for me, and told her everything. She stroked my cheek and said, "'Well, after a few hours, we shall go to your mom, and I'm sure that awful man will get what's coming to him. But for now, just close your eyes and sleep, sweetie.' As she stroked my head, I fell asleep. The next morning, I woke up, and I was startled to see that I saw the head of a wolf. After I looked again, I noticed it was a carpet with a wolf head, and man, did I feel stupid. "'Oh, so you are awake, sweetie. Now, here, have some breakfast.' "'The woman said, and put a plate on the table near me. "'I got up and saw it was my favorite, pancakes. "'I ate as many as I could, and I heard the woman giggle. "'It tasted well, it seemed,' she said with a huge smile, "'which she followed with, "'Well, it's time to get you back now, sweetie.' "'I really didn't want to go back to that man "'and got a little mad at the thought of seeing him, "'but the woman grabbed my hand and smiled. "'We started walking, and I couldn't believe "'how far I had to run the night before as we walked.' We heard a sort of chirping growl. I can't explain it any other way than that because it sounded like a bird if it would growl. The woman turned her head away from me and I could see she was looking angry at the direction the sound was coming from and waved her hand. The next thing I heard were some wings flapping, but couldn't see a bird or anything except the branches of the trees moving as we walked further. We arrived at the cabin and I knocked. My mom opened the door and just threw her arms around me. She hugged me tightly before we heard him saying, (laughs) The twerp's back and brought an old hag as well. The woman just said, My sir, that is not a kind thing to say, but if I could please use your bathroom. And my mom looked at my stepdad. Fine, just don't take too long. I walked the woman to the bathroom. She put a bag of coffee on the table nearby. My mind was trying to figure out when she had grabbed a bag since I was sure she didn't take one with her when we left. I walked a little with her to the bathroom, but I heard my stepdad yelling at my mom, I'm going to go fish in a bit, and that hag better be gone. As soon as he stopped yelling, I noticed the woman was gone, and I opened the bathroom where she was now not there. Now I started looking all over for her, and when I looked out the kitchen window, I saw her standing at the boat. How did she get there that fast without even going through any of the doors? The doors do creak, after all. The woman clearly saw me and put her finger against her lip, winking at me. The kitchen door then slammed shut, and it was my stepdad who just put his hand on my mouth, gripping it tightly while saying, Don't think I forgot about you, little troublemaker, because after I'm done fishing, you're mine. He let me go, and I heard the toilet flush and saw the woman coming out of the bathroom. In my mind, I was telling myself, How, how, how is this happening? She looked sternly at my stepdad, then walked out to the cool box, which was without a doubt filled with alcohol, and walked to the boat. He got on the boat when my mom walked into the kitchen and hugged me again. "'I'm so happy you're okay, darling,' she said with a sob in her voice, and the woman then put her hand on my mom's shoulder and said, "'Don't worry, dear, that awful man will be receiving payback for everything he has done to the both of you very, very soon.' And the woman quickly followed it up by asking if we wanted some tea, and of course we said yes. My mom and I just saw my stepdad struggling to reel something in. I then saw a huge spiked fin breaking the water, Then quickly, it went down in the water again. "'Oh, sweetie, did you see something in the water?' The woman just blurted out out of nowhere, sipping on tea. How could she possibly be sipping tea already? There was no way that the water would be warm enough for tea. But the woman just asked, "'Are you going to have your tea, dears?' There were cups of warm tea standing in front of us. Then we heard the water stirring and saw the fit again. And out of nowhere, a creature came out of the water, jumping on the boat." It was covered in scales that were green and blue and its head looked like a piranha with webbed fingers and pointy nails. Suddenly it slashed at my stepdad and hit his arm. My stepdad fell and the creature went right after my stepdad. "'Oh, what day is it today, dear?' was all the woman said as the creature was attacking my stepdad, to which my mom could barely make out. "'It's Wednesday,' the woman signed, which she followed. "'No, no, 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 what a terrible thing of me to do. How could I forget to feed it yesterday?' after which she took a sip of her tea. Then we saw an arm flying out of the boat and blood was still flying everywhere. The lower half of the foot followed after as we watched in horror to what was happening in the boat. The creature went down even more and when it was rising, it had the head of my stepdad in its mouth, lifting the body of my stepdad as well. We could see his blood soaked clothing and the blood dripping from his neck. Then the creature slammed its jaws together, making the body of my stepdad drop The blood dripping from the creature's mouth. With the body of my stepdad lying half out of the boat and half in the creature's mouth, it jumped back into the water. I and my mom shocked by what we had witnessed. The woman just said, well sweetie, I told you that awful man was going to get what was coming to him, and she put her cup down. Oh my, you haven't touched your tea yet, she calmly said as she was walking out of the kitchen door and stopped. She turned her head around to us and said with a smile, This one shall require no pay, as I despise such men, and you are always welcome to my woods, but please do not bring another like him, or there will be a payment. She walked to the edge of the wooded area, and where the bear creature stood, and she stroked its chin while presenting a devilish smile on her face. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true Lost in the Woods horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. If you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or on reddit at r slash thedarkswamp. There's also an email in the description you can send your stories to. If you enjoyed today's stories, please be sure to hit that like button and subscribe if you're new. The more likes this episode gets, the more you to promote it to fresh new eyes, and that helps the swamp grow its ever-expanding waters. If you're new, be sure to slap that subscribe button and make sure your notifications are turned on because I upload videos nearly every single day on all things natural and supernatural. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please be sure to give us a 5-star rating over there as it helps us a ton. If you're on the go but don't have YouTube Premium, but still want to download and listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories no matter where you are, absolutely free, you can download them from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcast, and pretty much anywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. Thank you guys, as always, for supporting the Swamp the way you do. I couldn't do this on a daily basis without you all. If you made it to the very end, today's code word is blue flame. Be sure to make a cool comment in the comments below to confuse anybody who didn't make it to the end. I love seeing how creative you guys can get. And I'll see you all soon with another creepy episode. Also, one last thing here at the end. I don't really like doing this much, but I recently started singing for a metal band. If you're a fan of bands like Bring Me The Horizon, As I Lay Dying, Fit For A King, you know, just like kind of metalcore stuff. Definitely check us out. There'll be a link in the description. I'd really appreciate it. We're trying our best to get a thousand plays on Spotify so we can, you know, have a better go at booking shows and stuff. Apparently today's world of music, it's all about online clout and any help we can get would be awesome. So thank you so much. And I'll see you guys soon with some more creepy stuff.